Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I don't know about you, but despite this being a year of massive disruption, I don't think I've ever had a year where expectations haven't been met in some form. I know talking to some people at my Connect group a couple of weeks ago, 2020 has been an outstanding year. And then catching up with others throughout the year, it's been a very difficult year. The truth is God doesn't work in years. He works in times and seasons. And God in His goodness, I feel with all my heart, desires for us as a church, awakened city, to be led into a new season. A season where He wants to pour out His goodness in our lives. And so whether this year has met your expectation or not, whether next year is going to meet your expectation or not, I guarantee you one thing, that if you encounter God in His goodness, His abundance will fill in the gaps. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. We we had a great time. We had a great time getting woken up at 5am with our three little kids that were buzzing and jumping up and down and wanted to open their presents. And it got me thinking about some of the Christmases that I've had over the years. I don't know whether you've had a moment where you've been there opening presents and your expectations were not met in your gifts. I don't know if that was your experience this year whether you're sitting there ready to go and you've put in a lot of thought and time into the gifts you've given other people and what you've received, you had to fake the excitement. I don't know if you've ever had that. I remember on one occasion, I should have gotten an Oscar for how I acted in fake excitement. (laughs) My wife and I, Rhiannon, had been married for maybe one or two years. I can't quite remember. It was definitely early on in the journey. We didn't have children at that point. We still were able to sleep in people. And so I remember one Christmas, we went down to visit with family members who are a relation of mine by marriage and not by blood, who I'm not going to name because this YouTube stream is going to live on into infinity and I don't want them to find this. But we travelled down about an hour and a half. We got up early and travelled an hour and a half in our car to go and have Christmas with this young family who were a relation of ours with young kids and it was going to be our first ever Christmas with children, buzzing around. And we put a lot of time and effort into the presence. Gosh, we went to Big W of all places and got the best presents we could get for the children, for our nephew, for our niece, for their mum and their dad. I, we didn't go into too much effort for them. I think it was Bunning vouchers or whatever. We got there on Christmas Day and we're excited. This is our first family Christmas with kids. And we were blown away with the amount of presents that Our nephew and niece got from their mum and dad. We have never seen, even to this day, children blessed as much as them. Man, those cardboard boxes filled the entire living room. And then after we'd given our gifts and been celebrated and thank you and hugged, it was our turn to receive. They left us till last. Save the best till last. And as we're sitting there, Rhiannon and I, married for maybe one or two years, holding each other's hand. This related family member got up and went to the Christmas tree and pulled down a fake plastic stocking filled with a caramello koala, a Freddo frog and a packet of Smarties and said, Merry Christmas. By my reaction, that was one of the best gifts I've ever been given. 
Oh, thank you. This is amazing. This is phenomenal. Deep down, we have never given that family gifts again. (laughs) So if you're watching, you know why we haven't sent you any presents. It's been 16 years. I've not forgotten. (laughs) I don't know if you've experienced that. I love life. It's so much fun. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) Oh, man. But maybe your expectations haven't been met in serious ways, in ways that aren't as funny as a fake stockings with caramello koalas. I don't even eat them. They're disgusting. (laughs) Maybe you find yourself at the shifting of seasons, carrying with you unmet expectations, frustrations, disappointments and discouragement. And I want to encourage you that God in his goodness not only has a way forward for you, he has a way through for you that allows you to thrive and not pull back. For today, I wanted to unpack the account of a lady of faith recorded in the book of 1 Samuel, an account that sticks out to us even 3,000 years after the fact. This lady Hannah knew what it was like to live and move in disruption, that she was in this nation called Israel, the nation of God, the people set apart by God Himself, who at her time had allowed themselves to be so influenced by the nations around them that they started to incorporate things that were not representative of the heart of God. Sounds like today, where it's so easy to get influenced to the left and the right and forget what God's called us to. And in Hannah's situation and circumstance, she was in a family that should not have been, but except for the culture that she was in and what God had allowed in His goodness, all of us to make our own calls. That she was in a situation and circumstance where her husband had taken another wife. He'd taken another wife and the second wife had conceived multiple children for him. And in the culture of the day, that was very, very important. But it says in the Scriptures in 1 Samuel chapter 1 that Hannah was the wife that he loved, but she had not been able to conceive. And so for years upon years, she'd had her nose rubbed in it by this rival wife in disruption and in unmet expectation, in frustration and disappointment that she would carry with herself year after year after year. And to rub salt into her wounds every year, Her family, a place of disruption, would leave their hometown and they would travel to a place called Shiloh. And they would go to a place called Shiloh because there at that point was the house of the Lord. So they lived in a time where people could not freely meet with God like we meet with God today. That you yourself are actually a temple of the Holy Spirit because God dwells in you by His Spirit if you yield yourself to Him. But in that culture, at that time, At that point in history, people had to go to locations to worship God as a people. And so her family would travel to Shiloh, to this tabernacle, to this place of meeting, to offer sacrifices each and every year. And it was a reminder for Hannah that things had not worked out the way she expected. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before. And so what I wanted to unpack with you today as we move in the shifting of a season from 2020 to 2021. I want to say, where to from here? So I think of Hannah's account and I think, where to from here? 
What is she carrying with her that's gonna cause something to shift and to change? Or does she live in the disappointment and the discouragement and that becomes who she is? See, in this account of Scripture, we find in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 to 18, I want you to listen to this with me. It says, Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you would look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. Give me a son. Then I'll give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. I know, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. But I'm very discouraged and I was pouring my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Thank you, sir, she exclaimed. She went back and began to eat again as she was no longer sad. The account goes on in 1 Samuel there where Hannah took that word, go in peace, and carried it with her. She conceived and had her firstborn son, Samuel. And she made true to her dedication. She dedicated Samuel to the Lord that when he'd been weaned from her, she brought him right back to the house of the Lord at Shiloh and dedicated him to the Lord. And he lived there all his days and served the Lord and grew to be a mighty man. God continued to bless her. She had another three sons, two daughters all because of a breakthrough moment, all because of something that had taken years and years in the making of unmet expectation and disappointment. Where to from here? See, it's so easy to stop and pause and allow the emotions and the frustrations to become the cap of our life. But Hannah in this account gives us the example, where to from here? What do we do with this? What do we do with this? sense of I'm not sure where to turn to the left or to the right. Where to from here? After years of going to Shiloh, she breaks through. And I think her account still speaks to us today. There are three thoughts that jump out to me in this account. First one, where to from here? She was willing to give back what she was yet to receive. She was willing to give back what she was yet to receive. She lived a dedicated life in praying for Samuel, in praying for her firstborn son, in asking God in deep anguish, in crying out. She made a dedication even before she had received the promise, even before she held her son in her hands, even before the reality of her prayer had taken shape. She dedicated him to the Lord. And as we move forward into 2021, I feel it's a word from the Lord that many of us would take hold of our dreams, our desires, the things that God has put on our heart 
the things that even cause frustration, the things of unmet expectation. And as we come to God, as we enter into a new season, I feel the challenge is, is to say, Lord God, I dedicate everything to You even before I receive it. Even before it is tangible and in my hands, I can see it by faith and I can see what You wanna do. And before I hold it in my hands, I give it to You and I say, Lord God, would You use this? In fact, what Hannah was doing, she was showing what it meant to live a dedicated life. Dedication is maybe a word that isn't as common as it should be. It doesn't just mean doing the right thing. Dedication at its core means that we find greater value in something above ourselves. To live a dedicated life means that you and I, as we head into 2021, we say no matter what comes our way, in disruptions and unmet expectations. A dedicated life says, yet before I receive it, I'm dedicated to You. Shape me, use me, work through me because You desire to see good things take place. It's a posture of boldness. It's a posture of strength. It's a posture of determination and dedication. And it's as simple as making a heartfelt commitment. I will not be moved to the left or to the right, no matter what's slung against me. The other thought that comes down looked like with Hannah, she replied to Eli and says, I was pouring out my anguish to the Lord. Second thought I have is, where to from here? Live a life poured out. Where to from here? As we shift from one season to the next, live a life Poured out, pour it out. I want you to listen to this. Psalm 62 8 says, Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Psalm 142, verse 2 says, I pour out my complaints before him. I tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. I'm going to say that again. That's for somebody today. When I am overwhelmed, You alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. But then I pray to you, O Lord, and you say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Where to from here? Live a life poured out. At home, we have a little inflatable pool. And I love it because it was an investment of maybe $30 that gives my wife and I 45 minutes on average of uninterrupted time at home. You blow that thing up, you fill it up, you can sit down and have a cup of tea. Even with three children from two to nine, it is possible with an inflatable pool to have a breather at home, even when they're not in bed. And so that thing is gold. It is pure gold. I love that thing. Of all the things that we have at home, that thing is the number one. And so we go out on Christmas Day and it was a little bit warm, but not so warm. And I needed a cup of tea and a breather. And so I went to encourage my children to jump in this inflatable pool and it was rank. My little two-year-old Flynn, I reckon had grabbed all the dog food that we had stored away somewhere 
He maybe jumped in the car and went down the coals and picked up more and he dumped it in that little pool. And I've never seen a pool most resemble a billabong in my entire life. That stank. I'm pretty sure he may have inadvertently put some urine in there as well, but I'll leave that up to him. And so I had to tip it up. I had to clean it out. I had to scrub it out. I had to disinfect it. It took about 45 minutes to do all that and then fill it up again. And then I get to have the breather. You know, we're like that sometimes. That if we are not pouring out our lives to the Lord, we all become stagnant. Life is not meant to be lived, stored up and closed up in our hearts. At the very least, of all things, I would challenge you as you move into the next season, make it your goal to make your prayer life the most honest thing about you. It is okay for your prayer life to resemble something that you do not want other people to overhear. It's okay to vent. It's okay to let things out. It's okay to process things because God is big enough for that. Pour it out. Because if you store it up, our hearts become stagnant. And then we wonder what's wrong. Why can't I accomplish anything? It's because there's stagnant hearts are holding us back. See, it's the desire of God as we pour out, He would pour into us. It is the heart of God to pour into you at each and every moment you find yourself in because He wants to meet you where you're at, that you would live life not by your strength, not by your might, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. And I challenge you, awaken city as we head into the new season. Let's be a people who pour it out. Let's be a people who pour it out in honesty and integrity. Let's be a people who pour out our gifts and our abilities to see the kingdom of God advance. Let's be a people that say with all our heart, I have something to give and I can't bottle this up anymore because if I bottle it up, it actually goes away. What we get in the kingdom of God is meant to be used. And if we don't use it, we don't have it. And so I would say to you, as we move into the new season, give what you've got. Where to from here live a life? poured out. Last thought, bring it to a close. It's actually a prayer that I want to give you in a moment. The interesting thing that happens when Hannah pours this all out to the Lord is she shows us how to live a dedicated life, to dedicate something that she's yet to receive. As Hannah pours out her anguish to the Lord, something really interesting happens. Eli, the priest, is observing her the whole time. It's an amazing thing that this priest, this man who was there set to lead people in worshipping God and meeting with God, didn't recognise somebody who was meeting with God there and then in that moment. He thought she was drunk instead of meeting with the living God. It actually goes to show as you read the rest of 1 Samuel that Eli himself was not living in right relationship with God, nor were the other priests that were involved. And it wasn't until Samuel, Hannah's son, grew up in the house of the Lord that there was a revolution and people started to give their hearts to God again. But in that moment, even Eli, when he is corrected by Hannah and he sees that she's had a real encounter with God, makes a statement that I want to give you today as you head into the new. Go in peace. Now for us, we think of peace Maybe of the hippie movement, maybe the peace sign, maybe you've seen the movie Soul and there's a real wild moment there where there's hippies running around in astral planes. I don't know. (laughs) Peace 
as far as Scripture means, comes from this Hebrew word, which we can roughly say is shalom. And it's a loaded word. It's a loaded word that literally means wholeness. It literally means in God, everything as it should be. And so when Eli, representing the heart of God to the people, says to Hannah after she's shown what it means to live a dedicated life, after she's shown what it means to live a life poured out, says to her, go in wholeness. Go in the completeness of God. Go in the sense that as you journey, God is going to complete you and free you and make you and shape you and shift you and transform you. That the journey's not ended here in this moment. That the life of peace in God is a life of transformation where He meets you where you're at. And He takes you on and He invests His shalom in you that everything that is not as it should be, He starts to make right. And I wanna say to you, as we shift into the new season, God wants to make in you His rightness. He wants you to go in His peace. He wants you to be so filled with His peace that in fact, you give His peace in your workplace, in your family, in every situation and circumstance you find yourself in because you are an agent of the Kingdom of God who brings peace wherever you tread your feet. And so it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge that's laid out perfectly. Live a dedicated life, live a life poured out and through that and out of that, you carry with you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So no matter what 2021 brings, you have the resilience in Christ. You have the perseverance in hope. You have the purpose to grab hold of that God is doing something good even now. So we bring this to a close. I actually wanted to read out a portion of Scripture, possibly my favourite portion of Scripture in the entire Bible. Now I want to read this out over you as a prayer, as we shift from the old into the new. Let this be our prayer today. I want you just to listen to this. It comes out of Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not, did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, when he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us, was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the Scripture says, for your sake, we face death all day. We've been slaughtered like a sleep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. 
neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, for even the powers of hell can separate us. Not even, not even, no, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is my prayer over you today. As you shift from the old into the new, that you would take that and run with it, that you would live a dedicated life, a life poured out, and in that you would go in peace. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.